But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What is going on, everybody? I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. Uh, normally, you see myself and Big Bri. Big Bri will not be here tonight. Uh, he is doing some things with the wifey, taking a little time off uh, so that we could do the show tonight. But I did bring in a uh, relief pitcher. Uh, Casey Kenneman is joining us right now from the OBR and Network 216 and the P, was the PSP app for PSF. Yes, that's PSF right. Pro sports app. fans. You're just everywhere yes, now. You're blowing up. Yeah, yeah, well, football season's a busy time, man. But but I can't let it affect my mentals, man, Monday through Friday. You know, I got to stay positive regardless of all the bullshit going on in Berea. So, But this is a safe space. We're here so we can let loose and have a little bit of a therapy session. Well, it's going to be, we're going to need a lot of therapy tonight, uh, especially with all the news that came out this week that we uh, had. I do got to give Bryce some credit, which I will hear a little bit later. He uh, called something last Tuesday and, I'm starting to agree with him and let it come to fruition because uh tell you what, that man is a genius. Uh he sits there and thinks about it and I want to butt heads with him most of the time, but I can't. I can't on this one. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Tonight's show, we're going to get into the Browns 49ers coming up. We'll talk about the Browns bye week. We will also get into our Fat Boy Tuesday, which is best chain restaurant meals. Uh your favorites and everything else. Casey came up with that one. Our top three tonight will be our non-Browns players jerseys that we would buy or wear. And then we will also do our shout-outs like we do at the beginning of the show. Our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. Um, saw him this weekend. Uh, he did announce that he is getting us a heavyweight championship belt for our Illegal Ham Fantasy Football League. I can't wait for that thing can't wait for that thing i think there's going to be pig on it and everything i can't wait uh going to get that hooked up please get a hold of him at lake Erie apa uh get on the pool team if you want to play pool also city dogs cleveland now casey you know what's going on we are 12 days away dude 12 days away from one of the biggest events that i have tried to put together uh we normally do once a month out and about but we are now less than two weeks away browns versus colts pregame show and viewing party with illegal ham in the face as we raise money to help out City Dogs Cleveland. And on that note, you have two dollars off Bud Lights, Miller Lite drinks, drafts, dollar off any other draft available. You have the Melt French Dip, which will be on special. The Ultimate Chili Cheese Dog, the Municipal Stadium Magic. Dare I say the illegal ham Sandy is going to be on there also. Plus dollar wings melt is hooking us up. 
Beth does have a Browns raffle basket. We will be announcing soon. Uh, Justin, my fantasy team did not do well last week, and I do not want to talk about it right now. We will get into that later. Justin kicked my ass in fantasy. All, all my running backs suck. And then wide receivers, I put I had George Pickens on the bench because I thought they were going to be horrible. And, of course, he goes off. You know how that goes, Casey. Yeah, I have Nick Chubb on four different teams. Oh, that's got to hurt. So, you oh, know. man, that hurts. Yeah. All right. So we are going to be there at the Melt Bar and Grilled in Independence. Please join us. Um, Casey tonight will have trivia for me. Um, I joked around. I was like, dude, I can find a trivia for you. And he was like, uh, you have failed multiple times on trivia. So I will just go ahead and take the handle on this one. I'm like, all right. All right. So he's got trivia for me, which our trivia is always brought to you by City Dogs. We do have a new adoptable dog tonight. And Beth wanted me to reach out and let everybody know there's a new thing out. And I'll do it right now, real quick. The uh, City Dogs Cleveland is doing the um, Embrace Pet Insurance Community Challenge. This is the fourth year for it. And they are raising money from October 2nd till the 31st. Now, I know we're getting a little late on this one. But last year, they brought in over 43 thousand dollars they have won it three years in a row so if you want to help out and all this money goes to help out homeless pets and also meet the medical enrichment needs to help adoption and foster pets as they get acclimated and where they're at um they have stories here but all this down here you can text it right here to donate there's a website down here in the bottom corner you could go to to donate Please help them reach their goal of getting first place again for the fourth year in a row. Uh, like I said, it is going all the way up until the end of October. So please help them out. Uh, can't thank them enough for everything they do for us. Um, we got some T-shirts that we're going to be giving away from City Dogs. We got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. So just want to thank them. Uh, yeah, thanks. It was definitely a fatty fail. Thank you, Justin. It was definitely a fatty fail. But um, on that note, let's get into our show. Now, Casey, you know how we always start our show. We always start our show with some shout-outs. Uh, do you have any shout-outs this week since you're new into the seat over there? I'm going to start calling you Big Case. All right, is that all right? I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Do I have any shout-outs? Uh, it could be anything, but It could be your Network 216 boys, you and Jacob doing your stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. I always shout-out to Network 216. You know, they, they, they welcome me into the, the fam and – I don't have my own show, but I'm like Kramer. I get to just slide in and make a mess out of everything and then, and then dip leave. right back out. Yeah, I love it's, that. it's beautiful. You know, it's that whole like, you don't want to own a boat. You want to have a friend who owns a boat. Mm -hmm. So they have to take and you just go to go on the boat. So oh. that's where I'm at. Uh, so yeah, much love to those guys. Shout out to my Dog Pound Daily guys. Uh, but I want to shout out my doctor. Uh, I broke my foot this last week and I'm, I'm hobbled around. I'm, I'm in an air cast. And uh, just found out I do not need surgery. So shout out to my doctor, uh, Dr. Cassis. That was a beautiful piece of news to get. How the hell did you break your foot? Old man shit. Oh. Straight up was leaving my house for work, 6 o'clock, Saturday before last. Last step off my front porch, my ankle rolled, and my foot somehow just like got caught under me. And I just heard a obnoxiously loud pop. Oh. And uh, at first I was worried I dislocated my ankle. Wasn't my ankle. I sat down on my front steps for about 60 seconds. This is all on my ring cam, by the way. You, oh, could, you, could, he, you could hear it break on the ring cam. Sat on my step for about 60 seconds. Tied my shoe real tight. Stood up, walked to my car, went to work. Uh, I got about 10,000 steps that day. 
I got home and realized I made a grave mistake. And I've been uh, icing and elevated ever since. I got oh. to go, got to have x-rays. And they're like, yes, you did. You broke your fifth metatarsal. And I tore a tendon in my ankle. So, uh, yeah, I'm laid up right now. This is, this is me, you know. But, but unlike some people, I play injured. Well, that's uh, that's a good thing. I mean, hey, it's amazing how old man shit catches up to you. It is amazing how it, it's. I call that the sniper move right there because you think oh. everything's fine. It's going to be a great day, and then a sniper caught you right in the heel, and you're down. So I'm gonna be afraid to leave my house. I'm gonna be afraid <laughs> to just walk outside. I wish I had some epic story about how it happened, but no, nah, man. I was just just walking to work. I was wearing slides. Probably a mistake. I had to switch the shoes immediately. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend. I'll be back at him. Hey, I, I've I've had my share of that. Uh, old man injury like throwing out your back just trying to get out of bed that's yeah. always a fun one you ever never yeah, you done that want... before that is not pleasant i've 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 reached over to get a book at the wrong angle all of a sudden something's out and that takes all the fight right out of you oh yeah I'm There's, there, you're you not are. when you throw your back out man that's that's game uh justin said respect for playing injured thanks <laughs> justin like appreciate it appreciate the recognition <laughs> Now, Justin is a Baker boy, so I just warn you now. Oh, um, no, I've seen the comments. Okay. I'm, I'm, but for, for the uninitiated, I'm usually skulking around these comments myself, so I, I'm aware of Justin and his, his game. <laughs> uh, hey, the only shout-out I got this week is I got a shout-out everybody at work. Uh, we had one hell of a week last week. Uh, we got everything done before the rain happened. We went through our fall airification, which is sun up till sundown, punching holes and just making a mess of everything on the golf course. So getting it done in the amount of time that we did and getting it done before it got rained on and, you know, definitely helped out a lot. So shout out to everybody there. Um, Also shout out taking the kids down to West by God, Virginia this weekend. We're going to go shoot some guns. So I can't wait for that. They got their little Red Ryder BB guns. We're going to go down and start picking off pop cans and everything else. So nice. Nice to get out of here. Little a little vacay before the uh, big big thing next weekend. So just get out of here, clear the head. Um, yeah, that's true. It's not necessarily a Baker boy. Just didn't. A lot of people are like that. They're, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people. Some people are like that. And then if you say that, you get called out like you're just you know the worst person in the world. Casey knows he's on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it it's doesn't a war zone, brother. Say. Yeah, it's, it's a like, war zone. It's like, hey, you know how you like you you go on network two one six, you pop in, you pop right back out, and you just you do. I like leaving little grenades when I leave, and I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. Guys, thanks for having me on. By the way, Baker Mayfield's burning, and I just roll right out, just roll right out, and everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, see you guys next week. <laughs> so, um, let's get into, dude. Let's do it. Let's just pull the bandaid off. Let's get right into our trivia. Um, it is definitely trivia time brought to you by City Dogs Cleveland. Let me do the sounder here for Casey as he prepares for his first ever illegal ham trivia. So our illegal ham trivia. Now, hold on. We do have a new dog this week. You're going to like this guy. His name is Martini. 
Okay, so just imagine Martini coming up to you and licking your face. But here's the pictures of this dude. I can't wait because he is a gorgeous pup from uh, City Dogs Cleveland. Right there he is. Martini is a handsome lug of a dog, which is one of the most striking features and colorings of his face you'll see. He's a lovable dog who needs happy to be there. He wags his tail nonstop. He has a playful spirit. He is also pretty well-rounded, nicely attentive to his person. He keeps his kennel clean, already knows how to sit well, and quite motivated to work for treats, just like all of us are. Right, Casey? Amen, brother. Uh, he has great energy level, infectious, cheerful vibe, and he's willing to engage in activity, but seems just as happy to sit and lean into a friend while soaking in head scratches. He is about to be three years old and weighs 60 pounds, technically 15. I rolled him up. But take a look at the size of this mammoth. He is just a big boy. So if you want to go adopt, look at that thing. Look at that. Just oh, just let it loose, buddy. If you want to adopt Martini, please go to City Dogs Cleveland. Everything's scrolling down here at the bottom. And like I said, they got their Embrace uh, community insurance. Yeah, yeah, I already lost it again. I got to have that thing on another screen here, Casey. I got to get a different screen. But please help them out. Uh, they're truly amazing people. And, oh, there it is. I got it on the other screen. It's right there. Please help them out. Um, truly amazing people, Beth, and everybody they do there, Friends of City Dogs. Also, uh, if you're going to the game this week, I believe it is Section 121 or 124 in the Dog Pound. You go there. They're, they're in charge of that whole concession stand. Go help them out. Go get some food from them, get some beer, and enjoy the game. All right, Casey, you ready? Well, quick sidebar. When I go to games and buy secondary tickets, Section 120 and 121 are the two I always target. So, Oh, yeah. Hook them up. All right. All right. Without further ado, so the Browns' all-time leading receiver in receptions and yards is Ozzie Newsome with 662 receptions and 17, or, sorry, 7,980 yards. Who is the Browns' leading receiver since they came back in 99 in those two categories? Oh, hold on. Is it the same person or is it a different person? Same person. Mm. And if there's a chance that Brian has asked this in the past, I have a backup question. No, he has not asked this. So the reason why I asked, so I got to do receptions and yards? Mm -hmm. It's the same person. It's the same person. Yes. Since 99. Since 99, same person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. I, I have like confidence it. in you. I well, a lot of people, people have confidence in me. It's not the confidence that I lack. It's the knowledge. That That's where we get That's where we get a little mixed up here. I can be confident all I want to and just start throwing out names. That's fine. It's, you fake it till you make it, man. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. Man, oh, man. All right. That's a good one. See? You are pulling out Bryce shit. You are big case tonight. All right. Well, let's get into our Cleveland headlines because guess what, Casey? It, it's it's not pretty. Let's let's play the uh, the the bump and let's have some fun. So first off, on your Cleveland headlines tonight, uh, very first thing, Cavs are playing basketball. It's preseason basketball. When the hell did that happen? I keep forgetting that they play in October. So 
Cavs are playing basketball. Jared Allen is out with a bruised left ankle, something, something, something. So, but it's preseason, so we'll see what happens. Um, what we didn't really get to talk about a lot was a lot of big trades happened in the NBA. Uh, while the Cavs were kind of mute and a lot of big pieces were moved around, Dame was moved around and, mm. you know, a lot of big That's things. That's the big going one. On. That was definitely the big one. Yeah. So, um, how are you – how do you feel about the Cavs this year going into this year with everything that moved around so far? I mean, they've got the same nucleus bringing back and they, was, they were young, man. It's, can they grow? It's It's, have we seen their ceiling? You know, it's a very intriguing team. You know, there's still team players that need to develop, um, Okoro hitting mid range jumpers, stuff like that. that you're going to see like little small clips of that make you intrigued. But with Lillard going to the bucks, man, like they're all in that, that is going to be, to me, that's going to be the bar in the East, you know, and the Cavs just got to be their scrappy selves, man, and, and play as a team. And we'll kind of see because this is uh, this is Mitchell's final year on this contract. Is is he going to go all out or is he going to kind of mail it in? That's the other thing I worry about. Uh, is this, yeah, it could get dysfunctional. If, he, if it could get dysfunctional, if he yeah. is going to resign, if he doesn't want to resign, how that's going to look because I – I'm not saying he is that type of person, but we have seen some very disgruntled people when they don't get their money in the NBA and they yeah. just don't care. So we got that going for us. Um, but I, I think the team's going to be good. Um, it, like I said, there were a lot of big moves, but like you said, we still get the core back. We did add a couple bigger pieces that we needed. We need definitely needed some shooters. So yeah. definitely. Chris, you missed it, so I'll bump it back for you one more time. That's my brother-in-law, Chris, and he loves the Cleveland headline. And welcome back to your Cleveland headlines. Um, God, he loves it. I love that kid. Um, yeah, I think the Cavs are going to do just fine. Uh, I still think they're a top four in the East. Uh, I dare say three, but we'll see how everything else goes because you never know what happens with Philly because that's a dumpster fire every year with Philly. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the other news that has come out, um, we did go through the bye week. Uh, nothing was done at running back. Nothing was done at offensive tackle. They did bring in some offensive tackles to take a look at. I did see they had like five of them they brought in and took a look at to see if they're going to do anything. The big name that's out there now is the left tackle from the Denver Broncos. Uh, seeing if that might be a trade piece. Um, a lot of people have suggested moving Dewan Jones over to the left side, and I think that is stupid. And I'll explain why that's stupid, because he is doing a great job at right tackle right now. Do not move him over to left tackle, because that could be even more of a dumpster fire than anything else. He'll be learning a whole new set, a whole new system. And that's just not going to happen. Keep him where he is at, where he is doing good, because you are you have Batonio in a boot. You have Pokic, and who is hurt also. Teller's banged up, and Jed Wills is just like the uh, the you know Seven Eleven door open twenty four hours a day. So, Casey, um, did you see this report with uh, maybe going after the left tackle for the Broncos and there's other couple of free agent names they brought out. Do you think they will go after a free agent tackle? Here's the thing, man. It's October 10th. The trade deadline is the 31st. I think they know the writings on the wall is for big Jed. How long can they play it out? 
I'm worried that the longer they play it out, they put quarterbacks at risk. I mean, this dude has progressively gotten worse year over year. He has He's given up 19 pressures through four games. He only gave up 19 as a rookie an entire season. It's just it's it's going south and it's going south fast. So they know they need a contingency plan. How far are they willing to go? Here's the thing, man. There's three games between now and the trade deadline. If they go two and one in those span and they're in contention, I think you see them make a move. But say they lose San Fran and then they turn around and lose to the Colts, I don't see them going all in with that kind of a record. You know what I mean? So, and it depends on Denver, man. We need Denver to keep losing. We need them to need to move on from some pieces, to need to start a rebuild. But they're in a similar position to us. Paid their quarterback a ton of money, traded tons of draft picks. Same thing for their head coach. Like, they're invested in this season. Are they going to be willing to just say, fuck it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's let's unload all this talent. Because if you can get Garrett Bowles, you need to do it. And I'm not trying to sit here and say he's all world. He is leaps and bounds better than what you have. And, you know? and just to put a perspective on everything for everybody – you know, you said 19 pressures. How many does Dewan Jones have? Was it one? I think it's one or two pressures he he's had. He's given up two pressures. Yeah. So just think about that. Two pressures. He's been playing yeah. the same amount of time after Conklin got hurt. He is a rookie on the right mm-hmm. side going up against TJ Watt. Who wasn't supposed game. to start. Like, yeah. And he was he thrust has given into up it. No, he's, he's given up two pressures compared to. Yeah. And like I told Brian last week, the thing that frustrates me the most is, you know, you sit there and you watch him and he gets beat and he just stands there and watches it. Like, it's just like, oh, what am I going to do now? I don't care. Grabbing by a bit horse collar and yanking back. Like, if you're going to get beat, at least, you know, do something exciting. A little something for the effort, man. Let me let me see some – find some work. A lot of times that's your gig, you know. And when you have a quarterback like Watson who scrambles and keeps play alive, you can't just stop on the play. Like, I've said it time and time again, he plays as if there's some internal whistle in his head that tells him to stop. Yeah, it's like, it's like he gets like the three and a half seconds, and he's like, okay. Oh, we're not done yet? Oh, yeah, okay. We're not oh, at Alabama, oh, Bo. You got to keep going. You and what's what really saying? funny is all the other offensive linemen are running downfield to try to help block, and he's just standing there. It's like – Looking around. You want, you want like a – you want some popcorn or something, buddy? Like, like come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to start charging for season tickets before long. Oh, gee. Especially those are expensive on the field like that. Right? I mean, geez. I mean, what, how do you get those tickets? Oh, wait, I know how you get those tickets. You play for Alabama. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I took a shot at Alabama. I don't like Alabama. Sorry. Right. Um, okay. They'll, they'll be all right. The other news that came out uh, is we are sticking with our running backs right now. Jerome Ford, Cream Hunt, Pierre Strong are going to be our running backs going forward. Um, I think they're, they're not going to budge. Um, there was talks about um, Jonathan Taylor, but – you know, magically that just how the hell did that get buttoned up where he went back to the Colts? I thought that was for sure. The the bridge was completely blown up. Rambo's down in the water with a knife in his mouth waiting for somebody to try to cross that thing and stab him. Like, I don't know how that got fixed and leveraged, but he is, uh, was it the second highest, second or third highest paid running back now in the NFL? Um, three year, $42 million. So, He's going back, but we are keeping ours. And you know something? I am okay with that. Um, we do need to do a little better with the offensive line. Offensive line has not blocked very well in the running game. You, you and I both know that. Um, I think if they get back on track of blocking well in the running game, I think you'll see a little bit better Jerome Ford. And definitely uh, Pierre Strong catching some balls out of the backfield. Um, 
what do you think? You think the offensive line could change us around and get at least we need a running game going forward. There's no doubt about it. Like last week, two it was it last week, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we can't do what we did two weeks ago. So I have an article that should be coming out tomorrow uh, for the keys to victory. And my number one key to victory, well, the first one I list at least, is establishing the run. And I don't people get it twisted. I'm not saying the Browns need to be a run-first team. I'm saying they have to be able to run efficiently enough to keep the other teams honest, especially San Francisco, because if you let them hunt, your quarterback's in trouble. We're so spoiled, man. Nick Chubb, was, he, we're spoiled. I mean, it is what it is. He, he just kind of hit a lot of the offensive line's flaws by breaking tackles, making guys miss, and averaging that 5.2 yards per carry. We're not going to replace that. I don't give a shit what happens. We need the running backs to be able to get what's there, and right now there's nothing there. This offensive line, they're the number one paid offensive line in the NFL. They're not playing even like a top 10 unit. You know what I mean? It's, it's jarring to see because we've put so much faith in those guys because of the names on the back of their jerseys and we're familiar with them. But Teller has not been it this year. Pochich has not been it this year. Dewan Jones, for everything he's done right, he's not not a very good run blocker yet. Now, these things may come in time, but we need we need a competent run game. We need, like I said, we're not going to get 5.2 a carry. That's gone. Let it go. But we, if we can get Jerome Ford and Cream Hunt to average between 3.6 and 4.1, that's enough to keep you up with the sticks. That's enough yeah. to get you in second and third and manageables. You know what I mean? And I put it on the offensive line. I do. And now, would it be helpful to have a game-breaker tailback? Of course. Yeah. But I, I can't speak definitively on what Jerome Ford is or isn't. It's been such a small sample size, and the line has done him no favors. So, to me, it all starts up front. You got Callahan running that group. They got to figure – they had this off off week to figure stuff out. But then you find out Batonio's leaving practice yesterday on crutches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not ideal, man. Not what Ooh, you no. want to hear, you know, because he's the one guy you thought you could count on. So it's it's tough sledding, but yeah, I put the onus all in the offensive line. To be honest with you, they're paid too high to perform the way they've been performing. And you know, I I kind of put a little bit on the t- tight ends too. They need to get in there, and start chipping blocks and getting some holes opened up. Yeah. Uh, you know, Harrison Bryant Fansky, had a bad day blocking against the Ravens. Very bad. Fansky needs to start scheming up. Uh, wait, I mean, there's a way you can scheme up to get a, a running back loose. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you week. do a tight end pull across and you know take out the nose. Or you do, they do so. He is from the, this is the one thing that really aggravates the shit out of me. He is from that Kubiak tree, right? Mm-hmm. What are they known for? Any running back can run the football in that scheme. Yep. And I don't know, because Shanahan's part of that scheme. Yeah. And Shanahan Shanahan's evolved, do. though. Oh, He's Shanahan's evolved. evolved. I'm not saying he hasn't. Yeah. But if you look back at all the running backs that they have mm-hmm. built up and shelled out, they are no-name people that are just going nuts. And it's like, why can't we do that? Yeah, and you're seeing it in Miami right now. Just, what it comes down to is just getting that space. And once you get that space and everything working mm-hmm. right, like, Jerome Ford isn't going to blow the doors off of anybody, but he's got enough speed to get downfield. Yeah. Kareem Hunt is not the running back that we used to have, all right? No. People need, people need to just check that for a second. He is not the savior. He's going to get you three yards hard in between the tackles, and he needs to start yeah. doing that instead of trying to bounce out. And Pierre Strong is not that guy. Pierre Strong is the guy that comes out of the backfield, catch a little screen pass, give you a little dart and dunk on the outside. You guys got to, you know, like you said, we've been spoiled with Chubb for so long that you got to just check it back a little bit and let these guys do. And then the other one that showed up here, Justin's saying it. All right, Justin, I, I understand where you're at with – 
with Deshaun Watson. I do have to tell you this, and Casey can vouch for this. The man can't throw past five yards. He cannot throw the damn football right now. Whether he plays injured or not, he can't throw. Period. They showed it. They showed it on camera. That's why he didn't come out on practice on Monday. There is something else going on with that shoulder that they do not want to tell you, and they're trying to keep it hidden for right now because they don't want to look like a bunch of idiots for going out and getting a fifth-round rookie a start because they screwed up on Josh Dobbs and traded him away for a fifth-round pick. That's why this is going on. The front office is trying to save their ass right now because Deshaun Watson, whether it be a torn rotator cuff, I don't know. They said a deeply rotator cuff contusion. Like, I understand, dude. You got hit hard. I get that. But, man, he cannot throw the ball. And why would you have him out there if he can't throw the ball? It's not going to help us any unless he can throw left-handed. That's where I kind of get confused, man. He got that he got that injury in, in the third quarter, and he went on to have a great game after that hit. And something stiffened up. Something happened. They, I was so like anyone who was in my around me, any group chats. They never said they had an MRI. They kept saying it was a shoulder bruise, and he was day to day, and they were working through it. Yada yada. When he couldn't practice on Friday, that's when they got the MRI. Not Wednesday when he showed up and couldn't throw. They, that should have been – they should have walked his ass to the machine, find out what's going on in there. And then they keep, you know, saying just a shoulder bruise. And then during the game, Evan Washburn comes on, and he said there's fluid in, in the rotator cuff, which is swelling. Mm-hmm. Well, how come that wasn't disclosed? How, how does this guy know it? But, you know, either they're, they are hiding something from you. It's more than we – and we don't want to hear the word rotator cuff, point blank. We've heard enough of that word in the last three years. Um <laughs> But you got – if he can't go, he can't go. How long does that hold up? How long can he go for? Yeah. That's scary, man, because you know they got the, the best medical procedures you could do, man. You, you couldn't have better therapies. You couldn't have ice and stem. Like, there's no way they haven't been trying to get it healthy. But if he still can't throw it – and look, and, and they said he threw better indoors Monday. Well, of course, we didn't see it, but that's what they're saying. Well, of course, Grain it's of salt 40 with, degrees outside in Cleveland yeah, like it is now. Grain of salt with everything they say. But they're saying he's progressing, so they're not as worried. But the story keeps changing, man. And like All the time. It's all the time. Here's the big thing for me. is You know, it's a separate injury. This has nothing to do with Baker Mayfield. Everybody keeps trying to link the things. But for us fans, there's a, a continuity of something behind the scenes is wrong. It's the same kind of... He said, she said, nonsense. And they always talk about how Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski are in lockstep. That's great, and that needs to happen. But the players need to be in lockstep with the coach. And there's all these different messages. And now you're seeing posturing where things are getting leaked. Leaked from who? Watson's camp. They're trying to paint narratives. They don't. Someone's going to be the fall guy in this, and people are jockeying for position. Mm-hmm. That scares the shit out of me, man, because that's stuff that happens right before everything goes to hell. And, and that's that's where we're at right now is we are in limbo hell. And Justin, Justin brought up, he goes, not to be a dead horse, why Baker Mayfield. They didn't let Baker Mayfield play injured. Baker Mayfield played injured. Now, that mm-hmm. was on Stefanski. Stefanski should have pulled him off and done it, but Stefanski was going to let him hang himself. And that's because Stefanski didn't like Baker Mayfield. We get that. We know that whole narrative. But also it was his non-throwing shoulder. 
But that hasn't really changed from now. Now they're saying that Deshaun decided not to play. So it seems to be the protocol that the player makes the decision. Mm -hmm. Which behind the scenes, yes, you million percent have to take the player's input. Can you go? Are you you can you be effective to lead the team? But the message to the people has to be that we decided. We decided it was best for the team that he set out this game. Instead, it was he said he couldn't go. Man, you can't be telling the media that. Whether it's true or not, there needs to be a unity. And it's fractured. And what's crazy is the last thing we seen from Watson on the field was throwing a bomb to Amari and going to try to chest bump Stefanski. Like, it was like at an all-time happiness high. Like, oh, it's starting to click. That's the last image we have of him on the field. And since then, a bunch of nothing. But it also leads me to believe, like, are we overreacting? Possible. These are just two familiar feelings for us to feel like everything's slipping. You know what I mean? But the reality is they're two and two. And I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. Probably catching an L this Sunday. You know, even if Watson does play, you're playing the best team in the league currently. But on the other side of that game, there's a bunch of winnable games. Not just one or two. Yeah, There's a got, slate of them. You got the Colts, who is out without Anthony Richardson. Uh, Gardner Minshew is going to be playing. You got the Seahawks, who have not looked as great. You got the Texans. You got, you know, so. Arizona. Uh, you got Denver, Chicago. That's a ton of winnable games on your slate. So it's not all lost, although it feels like shit right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this this is on And this is where I give Brian credit, because – you know, you and I were talking about it. Bry came on last week and said, you know something? If he's not 100% healthy, we're playing Nick Bosa. We're playing 49ers. They look like a juggernaut. Look what they did to mm-hmm. Dallas, all right? And I'm not saying play scared, but you want your quarterback healthy. And if he's not healthy, <laughs> I wouldn't play him. And, and you know, so I'm starting to agree with Bry right now because, obviously, they're saying day-to-day he can't even get outside to throw the ball. He can't throw the ball anywhere else. And then, you know, and here's Mikey. Mikey uh, is going to be on our show for the October 22nd. So what happened in the off time that he's hurt? And it's like, this is the last image. Like he was jumping to go with Stefanski and now he can't even like lift his arm over his head. Like what has happened? Like, and, and the conspiracy theories are going out. They're like, well, maybe yeah. he doesn't want to play. Maybe he doesn't like coach Stefanski. Maybe he doesn't like the play calling. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And you know something, this is starting to go down a dark hole that I don't want to go down this year. And then, of course, yeah. James. James, God damn you. I don't want to see you hey. in your Niners shit, all right? I love you, buddy. <laughs> but I don't need to see that this week. It just sucks because he finally made a step forward. That, that game yeah. against the Titans, 82% completion percentage. Everything was on schedule. He was going through reads. He was he was doing what you wanted to see him do. You know, he had one boneheaded play throwing the ball backwards. But outside of that, he played a pretty clean game. And it was like, okay, now that's the bar. That that's where you need the level you need to be to take this team where it needs to go. And then nothing since, you know, so it's an empty feeling. Um, you know, you, just, you felt like you were making progress and now it feels like you're regressing again. See, we get half the NFL watches our show, like Big Matt, Lions fan. He's loving life right now. James, 49ers fan, loving life right now. Us as Browns fans, hey, same shit that we've had since 1999. All right, let's go. All right, you know, it's just a dumpster fire. And that's what, you know, I, I can't, like, I saw oh, Nick Carnes, our buddy Nick Carnes, is mm-hmm. the most optimistic, happy, happy yep. man. I, he went to a dark side for about two he days. Did. He went he did. dark, and then he came back happy again. I'm like, Nick, it's glad to see you back happy again. 
He goes, I just, you know, you got to go dark every now and then. And I think the reason why is because, like you said, there's no true answer. You got Stefanski saying one thing. Andrew Barry saying one thing. Tom Pelissero saying another thing. You're seeing what you're seeing on the field. And then the bullshit that they come out with now that, well, uh, if he can't go, P.J. Walker's taking the realm this week. Uh, not Dorian Thompson Robinson, no. who they, you know, they, and I'm sitting there going like this. I'm like, hold on here. Hold on. All right, so now this is where we're going. And they just released the depth chart, which I started giggling about, and they got Deshaun Watson, number one, mm-hmm. and DTR, number two, right behind him. So nothing has changed on the depth chart. That, that, that's made by some intern, man. They do that at every NFL building, and they, they give it to us as the unofficial. They're just copying and pasting, man. They don't. See, I'd love to copy and paste, too. Yeah, I'd get paid to do that for sure. Shit, why can't we do um, that? I'll say this, man. X, F, XFL MVP PJ Walker should have got the start that when, when DTR did, man. They knew behind the scenes he wasn't ready for that. That was a tough spot to put He that wasn't kid even in. up on the roster, though. He wasn't practicing with anybody. No, no, he was practicing. He was on the practice squad. Well, you yeah. could bring him up. He was elevated. Yeah, but I'm telling you, he's got NFL experience. He's got yeah. 15 games. I think you hurt DTR's development by putting him out there when he's not ready. Well, and then now should they, they traded Dobbs when he wasn't ready? Whole other discussion. Yeah. But they did that. So now moving forward, if I got to start one of the two, give me the guy with experience who can at least tread water if shit goes south. I love and it. No, I we cannot it. have Baker Mayfield back. That is not an option. No, no, it's not an option. <laughs> I seen I seen calls for Brissett today. A lot of people are calling for Brissett. He's just sitting on the bench. I mean, that's all he's doing over there behind Sam Howell. I mean, I mean, there's, I, I, there's something's got to happen. I, I think PJ will be fine with this offense. Um, you know, he's not. I don't be expect a, him to win either way. So it's yeah. I just don't want to. I just don't want to destroy DTR before he gets a chance to develop. The, like, yeah, I think that you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to Deshaun Kaiser. You don't want to just destroy yeah. his confidence right out of the it's game. It's easy to I do. Don't. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Hey. We've seen it for 23 years. Yeah, absolutely. It's not man. that hard. Hey, let's just run through them. Brady absolutely. Quinn. You know, Colt McCoy came out on the other side, though. There's another name that keeps coming up. A couple of those guys have been end up being journeymen who have hung on. Hoyer still can get a spot on a roster. So, you know I, I mean, mean it's just, those guys like, it just it. it just shocks me that they would, that the front office would go with a rookie. Now, we were happy because all Browns fans saw him in the preseason. Like, dude, this kid is lighting it up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, we were all excited. Like, wow, look what we found. We finally found a gym in the fifth round. Like everybody yeah. else, right? Like Brock Purdy, like Tom Brady, yeah. Tom Brady. And we're like, yeah, let's do this. And then when the time comes and it's like, oh shit, what did we do? And that's well, exactly what he wasn't at. doing. Stefanski did him zero favors. Oh no. Like, that, and that's, like the, that's the other thing. Like Stefanski well, goes, well, we had a game plan. I don't give a shit. You, you had a rookie quarterback in there. You could change that game plan anytime you want to. Well, here's the thing. So that was the so that was going to be the game plan for Deshaun Watson, who couldn't throw a fucking football. You're telling me that was the plan to like make him take deep shots? Come on, man! Like that that there's the disconnect. There's the inability to pivot and to make adjustments, and that's my biggest beef with Stefanski. Some it's sometimes he doesn't have a plan B, man. And this league, people take things away from you. You knew you were going into there with a with a fifth round rookie. Like, yeah, he looked good in the preseason. But let me say this: the preseason is a liar. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. And we and fall we for hooked. it every year. We get because if you haven't year. seen football in so long, the things look shiny and new, and it's like, oh, this guy. Temper the expectations, man. He's a good athlete, and I th- and I still think he'll be the long term backup for this team. But he's got to develop, man. Throwing him back out there, 
doing him a disservice. Yep, there it is. Bring back Jeff Garcia. Call it a day. Here we go. We're just bringing back everybody. Bernie. Bernie's still available. It'll be all right. He'd get the ball out quick. He would get the ball out quick, and he recognizes blitzes. Those are the two things he never got enough credit for. Uh, thoughts on people losing their minds, saying the Browns' chances in this Sunday's games are not good at all. It, it, okay, so NFL, it's a coin flip. No matter what happens, it's a coin flip. Like, yeah, anything can happen. You know, they can they can come here, and guess what? The weather's not going to be great. I get that. The weather's supposed to be shitty. It's supposed to be rainy. It's supposed to be cold. It's Cleveland. Mm-hmm. All right, they're coming off of a Sunday night game that they just kicked the shit out of Dallas, coming in not knowing if Deshaun Watson's going to play, thinking they can roll over somebody. Mm-hmm. And it might be just a sloppy game. But the thing is, the thing that kills me, the thing that kills me about this team, about its coaching staff, about this front office, is one, they are not fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. Look what the Pittsburgh Steelers did against Baltimore Ravens. They can mud up a game and come out with a win. We cannot do that. I don't know why we can't do that. We have not been able to do that for the past decade is mud up a win and come out with a win when you need to. And guess what? They do it all the time. You want to know why? That head coach. That head coach knows how to coach. And I'm still in a limbo right now with Kevin Stefanski if he can be that coach. And honestly, right now what we're getting fed the past few years, he's not that coach because he's not going to change. Yeah, and you're starting to see the narrative now. I've seen it a couple times where, well, will he even be judged for this season because of Watson's shoulder injury? It doesn't matter. We're there now, man. Whatever happens this season is what happens this season, and this is the season for which he will be judged. Yeah. You know, you got you to gotta make lemonade, brother. Whatever, whatever. I don't. Look around the league. This thing, these the kind of thing, things happen. You got to pivot. You got to be able to make something happen. And the thing, like he's supposed to be a quarterback guy, all right. He made second half of Baker Mayfield look great. He made Jacoby mm-hmm. Brissett look great. We started mm-hmm. start to get Deshaun Watson going up. And you can't schedule a game for like you're knowing at the very beginning of the game that that game is about to go sour mm-hmm. because your starter's not there. Change it. You go up to Van Pelt and go. We got to dumb this down a little bit. Let's oh, bring yeah. it back. Let's dumb this down. We can't do anything down the field just yet. We can maybe take a shot later on. Let's just get mm-hmm. the ball moving. Let's get moving a little bit. for. Because look what Pittsburgh did. They didn't take that many deep shots. They just kept everything right in front of them and just kept mudding up that game. And I hate saying like Pittsburgh, but that's where you need to be. You need a – just the continuity is not there. And that's – and I hate saying that, but they haven't lost. They haven't lost in 17 damn years. They haven't had a losing season. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, and people are sitting there like, well, what do you want to be? Because they don't lose. Yeah, and it's stability. As much as it sucks to say, like, I always get shit for it, but Tomlin's a hell of a leader. He gets those guys to rally. He gets them to play hard. But see, here's the thing, man. The Browns have a better defense, in my opinion, and can win games like that if they would play in that style, if they yeah. had to. They they didn't choose to, like you said. They, they didn't give that kid any answers to the test. They just sent him out there, and it was – it was all downhill. You know, it's it's the inability to adapt, man. This is the league. You gotta be able to think on your feet and, and, and move. And you have a the way the team's constructed to play with nasty defense, just don't lose it on offense. And you can hang in those games. Now they'll be low scoring and ugly, but at the end of the day, that Pittsburgh win against Baltimore is gonna count just as much as a win where if you win by thirty, it, they compound the same. So win ugly when you have to. You yeah. don't wanna win ugly. But if you, if you need to go into your pocket and play that card, you should be able to. And um, I just, I don't know if they just don't have the grit or what it is. You know, it's 
it's you're puzzling. They, they don't have the toughness to deep, dig down deep in that pocket and go after it. Maybe Just not. It. And I get that. I, I can question that too because, you know, at that point in time, that's when your head coach, your head coach knows how this game is going to turn out within the first seven minutes of the first quarter and sure. watching the game, and he should know. And at that point in time, you're on the headset with your offensive corner. You're going, all right, dude, it's going to be a tough one today. We can't do shit. This is what we need to do. Let's change some things up real quick. And then just do that. It's not that hard. It is not that hard. I don't know why we have to make it that hard, but it feels like we got to do rocket science when we don't need to do rocket science. Mm -hmm. You just need to go like this, light the fuse, let it blow up. (laughs) You don't need to add electrical to it. You don't need anything else to it. Just light the fuse. The way I'm looking at it, especially this Sunday, I know people were hung up and I've seen that uh, the uh, message earlier about, you know, why are people saying we have no chance this Sunday? And anything can happen. The Colts beat the Chiefs last year. Anything can happen. Don't put all your eggs in this basket. This isn't this isn't the week for it, man. This don't live or die on what happens this Sunday against the 49ers. The 49ers have outscored their opponents by 99 points this year. It's it, I mean, if you lose to them, it's no shame in it. They're playing like the best team in the league. What you want to see is competitive no matter what. Now, if you go out there and get boat raced, yeah, it's going to feel down. You know, but you want to see them go out there and you want to see them fight. You want to see them get every inch they can. If they pull it off, great. Just just show up, man. Show the hell up. Show up for the fans. You know, like it's, 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 it gets disheartening, you know. And the thing that I'm worried the most about is I've, we're going to waste these great defensive performances by an offense who can't get it done. And over time, that defense won't be able to keep the same intensity up when the offense does not hold up their end of the deal. No, that, you know, that defense is going to go, fuck you. If you're not going to help yeah. us, we're not going to help and you. And that'll fracture a locker room. That'll just fracture the locker room, and then we're tailspin. You know what I mean? So, but – And that's – Go ahead. And that's – you need – if you get blown out, this is just it, – it's going to be a dumpster fire again next week if you get blown out. And that's what yeah. everybody's kind of expecting. Um, I'm not expecting a blowout because if it, the weather's going to be shitty, you can make mm-hmm. this a football game and you can stay into it. But you have to be smart about it. And the, the, why I say by be smart about it, take your points when you get them. Punt yeah. when you have to. Don't do anything smart or gimmicky or a 20, negative 20-yard run with Elijah Moore. Get the ball going downfield. I don't need yep. to see shit behind the fucking line. I don't need to see reverses. I don't need to see their fucking wonderful tight end screens. I don't need to see that bullshit. You just need to start going downhill. I need to see slants. I need to see curls. I need to see wide receiver screens on the outside. I need to see a running back running downhill. I don't need to see the gimmick plays anymore. I need to see that you can actually play football the way it's supposed to be played. And it's supposed to be played downhill. Yeah. um, Get the quick game going. If you're going to run a wide receiver screen, let me see more in that position to quit running the same damn play to more behind the line of scrimmage. They've got it scouted out. Throw that in the trash. Those trick plays, put them in your back pocket, man. If the rest of your offense opens up, then you can integrate those things in. But those can't be your offense. No. You know I, I mean? That, but you got someone like David Njoku, man. Let's get some three, four-yard handoffs to him. Let's, like, let's just pass it to get a little quick pop passes. Whatever it takes to get the quarterback in rhythm. Get the ball in playmaker's hands in space going north and south. It's pretty simple. My keys to victory besides the just to get any semblance of a running game just to keep the defenses honest <laughs> You're playing a team like the 49ers. They live off yards after the catch. Christian McCaffrey, Debo, George Kittle, they'll throw it short of the sticks because those dudes can make dudes miss and break tackles, and they get a ton of yak. 
tackle, man. This is the week. You get one-on-ones, tackle. Don't you, You're going to get off the field on third downs if you can tackle. You also got to pressure Purdy. I, I went back. I watched his first five games from last year, and he won all five games, and everybody was hype on him. He was making a ton of mistakes. Dudes were dropping interceptions left and right. Watching his games this year, that kid is processing at an elite level. Elite. You got to speed that up. Speed up his clock. Miles, Zadarius, Oboe, blitz him. Keep Purdy under pressure and force him into mistakes. And the last thing is, and they have yet to do it this season, win the turnover battle. Right now, the Browns are negative seven in the turnover differential. The San Francisco 49ers, shocker, number one in the league, plus seven. Take that. Win that. Win that small thing, and you actually will give yourself a chance on Sunday. You don't win the turnover battle, it's a wrap. All right. I'll give my keys to victory. Uh, First off, you got to get a running game. I don't care how you get it, and it doesn't have to be stellar. You just got to be consistent with it. Don't go away from it. Keep running the ball. Um, it's going to be well, what they're saying. I mean, it's going to be a lot of rain. It's going to be a shitty game. Just run the ball. All right. Two, if he's not healthy, don't play him. I, I'm tired of this. Well, throw him out there. Obviously, this game will get him more injured than anything else. And especially if Jed Wills is going against Nick Bosa, uh, that scares me more than anything else. Because after this, like, it's it's not even like he's getting beat on just weak stunts right in front of him. Mm-hmm. And he, he just, it's, I can't, I can't look at him anymore. I can't, I, I was hopeful. I was very hopeful that, you know, at least he'd be a solid and he's not even solid right now. Like he is like D plus maybe. Um, number three, wide receivers, you got to do your job. Get the ball, hold on to the ball, try to get some yards after catch. I know it's going to be tough. I know it's going to be hard. Um, but you got to do something to help out your quarterback. Uh, Number four, Stefanski. Stop trying to be smart. I I know you went to wherever the hell you went to, and I know it's an Ivy League school, and I don't give a shit. Um, You look at this game right here. You know, it reminds me of unnecessary roughness playing in the hurricane. You know, little field goal will go a long way. And finally, my last one, defense is going to be all on you. The one thing you do have to do, you got to tackle. You cannot miss tackles. You miss tackles, that's where they gain the extra yards to beat you. You keep them in front of you, you tackle, you do not let them go over top of you. You will be okay. You'll be in this game. And Bryce said it best in this text right now because we'll give our scores here real quick. But let's bring up Bryce's wonderful text message to me because I love that kid. Um, Bryce picked the 49ers to win 24 to 13. All right. He said that's if Watson plays. If he's out, it'll be worse. You need a workman-type effort to go against the Niners. Just get in, get out, and win. Kind of boring, never too close. All right? Just got to have a boring game. It doesn't have to be pretty. It could be the messiest game in the world. Just win and get out if you can. Um, I am going to go with Bry. I am going to go 26, mm, 26-18 uh, Niners. Um, I, that's, like I said, that depends on if Deshaun plays, if Deshaun plays, I might switch around a little bit, but from what we're hearing, it's Tuesday. We don't know if he's going to play or not. So that's where I'm going to go with mine now. Casey, how do you feel? Unfortunately, I feel similar. Um, I think it's going to be like a 27, 17 type affair. Um, got the Niners. 
they're humming right now, man. They're they're a buzzsaw. If you watch what they're doing on offense, they're able to uh, Purdy. It's, it's, it comes down to Purdy processing. They got CMC. They'll lean on him. I think they're going to start to pull the reins back on him a little bit because he's getting overused, and the last thing they need is for him to be hurt. So I think they'll see you'll see a bit of a mix between him and Foster. Debo, big game. Brandon Ayuk, no one talks about that kid. He's good. He's lethal. Kittle's what Kittle is. You know what I mean? It's, they're a buzzsaw right now. Um, I also will go preface it with this. This is just me, and people might get mad. If Watson is unable to go, I'm sitting Miles and I'm sitting Joel. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm, they're both hurt. If I you're going to sit Watson, let's sit, let's sit those guys and hate say it. Let's punt on this game. Mm, sucks. God, to, I, I know. I know. I know, man. Oh, it sucks for me to think about it. I, but but we got to be real. I am being serious, man. This Sunday is not the season. There's about six games after this Sunday that could make your season. Oh, Casey, you're killing me. Like it sounds like a preseason game. Like yeah, they shouldn't fucking play. Like no, no, no. Why would you put them in there? Oh God! I, I, the bad thing is, is I agree with you. Like <laughs> that's the <laughs> thing that kills me. Is I agree with it. <laughs> Like if that's where it's gonna be, I'm gonna sit the. Hey, you might as well. Here, let's do this. I will make a phone call to San Fran tomorrow, and I'll call Shanahan and be like, "Guess what, buddy? You only have to come out on the plane. That's fine. You guys just stay there, okay? We'll take care of this. We'll call the league office. We'll say, what do you guys want? Thirty-one, seventeen, thirty-one, fourteen. That work for you guys? Okay, we'll do that. We'll pad up the stats, and then you guys can just stay there in Cali. We'll stay here. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody, Nobody gets, hurt. gets injured. And let's just move on. <laughs> now the reverse is, I hope we just jinx the shit out of ourselves and the Browns just tear him in half. Oh, God. That, I would, hope so, dude. that would be the, the, you know something that this would be, this would be the Brown. This would be the, uh, the Colt McCoy year of beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's the year it would be because I was actually at that game. That was my first upper deck Browns game. Nice. And Peyton Hills ran wild, baby. Oh, we need him back too. Is he still in witness <laughs> protection? I don't know what's going on, man. I know he saved he saved those kids' lives, and he was in. Yeah, I know he was. I see you for a minute, and then I seen him on Good Morning America talking to Strahan. It's the last I've seen of him. Oof. All right. So Justin said San Fran with the W not putting a score to avoid negativity. So Justin's saying San Francisco seventy five, Browns <laughs> negative six. Hey, he might not. Shanahan's going to try to put a fifty burger up. He's going to try to stick it to Haslam. He's always going to. All right. So Justin wants to know, is that an Ecto-1 on Casey's shelf next to the Batman bag? This is Thor's hammer. Well, guess not, Justin. He's got some cool stuff back here. Man, I got to step up my game. <laughs> hey, look at that. I, I just... try to move it around from time to time. I got... Got some artifacts around here. You're starting to look like the ESPN people where you're just putting books up to act like you're reading shit. Like Dude, I've read most of them. No, I've read most of them. Don't you lie to me, Casey. Here's the thing. My, my, the only thing I said when I was getting anything that I haven't read, I will read. I only get football books. I dumb it down. There's nothing existential up here. You're not going to find me with anything that's too high, bro. Got a couple Terry Pluto books. Uh, he said in the box. No. No, if he's referring to this. I don't think that's not, that's not a box. He said, hell, I got a Thor's hammer for finishing a metal race. Well, I got Thor's hammer too, but I can't tell you where it's at. Hey, oh. All right. 
on that note, let's switch over to our fantasy football update. Um, is there anything else you want to hit on real quick about the Browns before we move on, Casey? Nah, man, just everybody hold fast. The season isn't over on Sunday if the Browns lose to the 49ers. Just just hold, just trust right. the process. Lean into the process like Barry said. Just enjoy it. Just, come out, and party with, just come out and party with us and watch them kick the shit out of the Colts. At there Belt we Park go. World in Independence right there. Just come out with us. Get a drink, get to eat, have a good time, donate to City Dogs Cleveland. What's better than that, right? Nothing. You're going to make an appearance, right? You're going to come on for a few minutes with us, right? I'll come on with you, but I won't be there in person. I know. Be there in spirit. I know. Hey, one day, man. One day, I'll make the trip back up there, and it's uh, that's the the weekend of me and my wife's anniversary. So that was a non-negotiable for me. I understand. I understand. That's what you know. We got Mikey from the Lyman Lounge podcast. If you've never heard of them, go check them out. Him and Evo are amazing. Um, And then we got Always Positive Jay from the uh, Voice Land podcast is going to be joining us. They're on set. Uh, Yeah, he's all. Mikey's all pumped up. He's all Evo's going to be joining us for a little bit during that show, but we got two hours to fill. So you know how that goes. Um, all right, let's get into our legal ham fantasy football update. And it is not pretty uh, at all because I got smoked. Justin finally got a win. What was it? Justin's second win. Nope. That was his first win. I was Justin's first win. Ain't that a bitch. All right, so it's time for your legal hand to the face fantasy football league update. Hot dog is a taco beat Elijah Moorhead 117 to 73. Wow. Team Big Meat beat Don't Spanic 125 to 103. Phil McCracken beat Always Next Year 191 to 127. 191. What the fuck do you have on his team? Big Bry loses to Team Big Rod, 174 to 150. And Dog Pound Boys eke out a win over the Portage County Prostitutes, 112 to 98. I got to see who's on Phil McCracken's team. Let's see here. Yep, there it is. Justin Fields, Hill, Nuka, DJ Moore. That's that's all of his points are right there. That Everything. He had a running back. Running back with zero and another running back with 2.4. That was all he scored his a buck points. 90. He's 191.78. So Fields got 40. Hill got 33. Nuka got 20. Kyle Pitts got 15. Sam Laporta got 20. And DJ Moore got 50. Yeah, I regret to inform you I uh, benched Justin Fields and DJ Moore. And uh, paid the penalty for that. I lost that league pretty pretty handily. Let's see here. Casey's a good stuff for Bry. No meat chicken talk. Say it like you mean it. All right. I'm sorry. Sorry, Justin. You beat me. You beat me here. Let me bring up the, you know, the great thing about this show is we always have the, uh, the fatty fail. It was definitely a fatty fail because I had two running backs and two wide receivers didn't score over 10 fucking points. It's not a good time. Not a good day. I looked at my roster and everything else. I'm like, well, this is going to be a shit show. Can't wait for this. All right, Casey, let's have some fun now. Let's switch over. Let's get the doom and gloom out. Let's start getting fat. Let's get ready for Fat Boy Tuesday. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, and Fat Boy Tuesday is brought to you by nobody right now, but you had the great, what are your top best meals at chain restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, tell sir. me how you're wanting to do this. 
Well, man, chain restaurants get a get a bad get a bad deal, you know. And I honestly believe if you can eat local, you should eat local. But there are some chain restaurants that you really knock it out of the park with a few meals, you know, and, and ain't nothing wrong with enjoying those meals. So if you got to go out and go to it, and if you have to go to a big chain restaurant, enjoy yourself, man. But you got to you got to know how to navigate. You got to know what certain restaurants do well and what they don't do well. So I wanted to just highlight a few of the big chain restaurants, the meals that I experience when I have to go into them. Okay. My first one, Outback Steakhouse. Now, I'll I'll preface all this. I'm not putting steak on any of these because you can get steak anywhere. Steak's a top-tier food. You know, a place that does a good steak, automatic, you can get a good steak, you should get it. But I'm going off the steak menu for all these. So Outback Steakhouse... When you go in, what, what do you do? For me, we're starting off with that Bloomin' Onion, automatic. Yeah. Probably getting some Bang Bang Shrimp as an appetizer. Enjoy yourself. Maybe a, maybe a pint. You know, maybe a Foster's, you know, one in Rome. Mm. Yeah, you know, if you're there, you might as well do it. The Alice Springs Chicken at Outback Steakhouse. Grilled chicken breast, Monterey Jack, sautéed mushrooms, bacon, honey mustard and cheddar sauce. It's out of this world. Uh, sides, you can differ what you get. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll go with like a, their Aussie fries and probably broccoli just so I can feel like I'm not too gluttonous. But I'll also dip it in the sauce. So win-win. So that's my first meal. Do you want to go second or do you want me to run my guy? No, no, no. So I'll go. So, right. So Outback for me, and we'll, we'll do some honorable mentions. Outback for me, I have got to do the ribeye. Um, I'm a huge ribeye guy and I try to get the biggest ribeye I can. Cause you know, obviously I'm a big boy. Um, so I normally get like, what is it? The 24 ounce or 16 ounce ribeye. One of those two, the 22 ounce, whatever the hell it is, whether it be bone in or bone out. And I'm sorry. I, when I go to steak, I go to steak. Mm-hmm. I don't get steak from Applebee's. I don't get steak from anywhere else. I only get steak when I go to Texas Roadhouse or Outback. That's it. Uh, blooming onion. Definitely. There, there's no if ands or buts about that. That like that's happening all day. For me, side, I got to do the super loaded baked potato. Like I have them at a jalapenos in it, uh, scoop of chili. Like that thing is like doctored up, like you wouldn't believe. And then always, always for me, I love Caesar salad. I don't know what it is about Caesar salad. I get a Caesar salad, I'm good to go. That's like that's that's my favorite meal at Outback Steakhouse. Not bad. It's a, I believe it's a bone-in rib, ribeye. I, I love it at Outback, and I think it's an eighteen. I get, I get yelled at by my wife because I start chewing on the bone afterwards. She goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Shut that's up." That's where the fat's at. That's why. And then she, she cuts off the, the fat. Flavor. Yeah, I know. That's why she cuts off the that's fat. The but so I'm like, "What are you doing?" I'm like scraping it off onto my plate. I'm like, Shut "That's up. a rookie move." You know, oh, that's God. a rookie move. No, so before we move like, on, how do you get it cooked? Oh, medium rare, medium rare. If not. As my grandmother say, uh, cook it three minutes on one side, slap its ass, roll it over for three more minutes, then bring it out to me. Yep, I'm just a little bit of salt. That's all I need, man. I don't need, I don't need sauce or anything. Oh no, no. If it's cooked right, if it's cooked yeah. right and it's seasoned right, you don't need anything. Especially with that fat in there, it gives it its own flavor. Well, my second meal is a red lobster. I go. Shrimp linguine Alfredo. That's my move. It's it's rich, but I, I'm I'm in my wheelhouse there. Um, I just it's I think that that's the best dish they do in my opinion. Uh, that's my move. 
and Cheddar Bay biscuits. Oh, all the Cheddar Bay biscuits, <laughs> all of them. We just hey, don't don't stop bringing them because I'm not going to stop do. asking you for them. I tell her all the time. She's like, "Here's your biscuits." I'm like, "You might want to start getting ready. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a long night for you walking." <laughs> I was like, "Just bring us about 12, and then we'll go from there, and then we'll we'll contact you." Um, Red Lobster for me. Oh my god! So now I got to tell you about Red Lobster because you know my wife's allergic to shellfish. So when oh. I go to Red Lobster, buddy, I'm a monster. You look at me like I like. You ever see like the the one fat guy that puts like the bibble on, and then like hunkers down at the table and like hikes up his pants? That that is me at Red Lobster, <laughs> and I get everything. I get the bacon rack scallops. I get the shrimp scampi. I get the shrimp cocktail. I get the lobster tail. I get anything and everything I can get my hands on there. So there is nothing at Red Lobster that is off. Everything is my favorite there. <laughs> everything. It's an expensive night out too. I know it is. I know you might it as well is. Enjoy it if you're there. Well, the thing, the one thing that I lucked into is my kids aren't allergic to shellfish, so that's one thing me and my boys get to have together is like we can go out and get like shrimp cocktail and get sushi and things of that nature where, you know, mama can't die and I don't have to stab <laughs> her with an epipen, and I don't have to explain things to them and you know we just have a good time together. So, uh, yeah, red lobster. No, to be honest, red lobster shrimp scampi for me. Um, I love shrimp scampi. Um, the, what's the one with the, it's a lobster tail, shrimp scampi. And I believe if you can get crab legs with it, which sometimes I don't because it gets a little messy, but there's a fish that always goes with it. Like the orange roughy or something that there's a mm-hmm. bread of fish that goes with it. That's normally what I get there. Sounds delectable. My third is Texas roadhouse. I go to Texas Roadhouse. Obviously, you're getting the the biscuits, you're getting the rolls. You're getting those rolls sent on a conveyor belt. Keep them coming. Full rack of ribs. I go there for the ribs. That's my move. And I'm green beans and a sweet potato. There it is. Man. You're just, just like for my the collar. Just for the collar. I'll eat them, but they're there for the collar. But there, I just get a full rack of ribs, and I'm I'm in heaven. See, that's the one thing I don't do. Like, when I go to places like that, like, I know they got good ribs. I just don't think ribs when I go there because I see the steak. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing. Like, now there's times I have deviated off the menu and got, like, their pork chops. Like, their mm-hmm. double bone-in pork chop. And, like, and it's really freaking good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, every time I go to, like, Texas Roadhouse or Outback or something of that nature, it, it's always, I got to have steak. Like, I don't veer from steak because I don't get it that often. I think that's why. Yeah, I could name steak for all of my restaurants. Steak's my favorite favorite food in general. Steak and bacon. Those are the two things that compete oh, yeah. in my world. And if you could put bacon on the steak, I'll take it. But I, I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of liven it up a little. Um, for me, ribs, man. And there's there's some spots I can go to, like they're independent restaurants that I think have top-tier steak and ribs. But for all the, the uh, big chain restaurants, I think Texas Roadhouse has the best ribs. All right, so Justin said, uh, let's see here, Wendy's. Frosties with fries. Man, I got to go there. There it is. Pizza Hut, jalapeno, pineapple pizza. Yeah, I, I kind of go with that. I do the spicy Hawaiian too. Cheesecake mm-hmm. Factory, grilled portobello mushroom sandwich. Now, Justin has never had it. I've never had it. Now, I've never had Cheesecake Factory. Oh. Ever. The reason why is everybody tells me it's delicious, but they said, you know, everybody tells me they got a menu of like 106 pages yeah. and it's overpriced. So, like, I kind of, yeah, like, it is. I just, like, okay, well, if I want that, 
Um, let's see here. Chili's. Oh, there it is. Chili's Southwest egg rolls. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. He's, He's never wrong. wrong. Definitely not wrong. Let's, let's bring up some fun ones here. Um, let's see here. You already did that. What about Olive Garden? Do you have a favorite Olive Garden one? Dude, I'm, I'm pretty copy and paste when I go to Olive Garden. It's soup, salad, endless soup and salad deal. Okay. And I'll, and I'll eat Alfredo while I'm there, but but I'll, I'll eat pounds of that salad. Oh, I don't yeah. know what it is, but and I'll get the uh, the chicken gnocchi for mm-hmm. my soup. Man, that's yeah, that that that, that I can, That's a lunch spot for me. I'll go there and hurt myself for lunch. Go home and sleep for a few hours. That a boy, that actually does sound good. Now I'm gonna go to shoot. All right, can we go to Olive Garden? That's big negative. All right, well I tried. Um, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Um, no, I, I kind of like the uh, the Alfredo there. I always get the chicken Alfredo. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, that salad, you can't just stop. And, no. Like, just keep bringing it out. Just, um, well, let's see here. Applebee's. Now, I'm going to start with Applebee's. All right. Now, I know Applebee's has got some really good stuff. But my favorite at Applebee's is the riblets. I get the little riblets at Applebee's, french fries. And that is just like my go-to comfort food there. If I got to switch it up. They do have that Fiesta lime chicken that they have there, which is fantastic. And I'll get that, but most of the time it's it's riblets. I get the riblets and all in those little baby bones. I don't care. I'm I'm a monster with it. They put us in the corner when I get them, and I'm all right with that. Full disclaimer, man, I haven't been in an Applebee's probably six or seven years. I used to go there and uh, tie one on before I'd go out. They had a the bartender was pretty cool. We'd stop in there, have a couple apps smash some beers and then head on our way they used to have an oriental chicken salad like uh, yes that is amazing they, if they still have it i have no idea but, but that was my whip man that was my jam when i when i was going to applebee's if i was going to get something it'd be an oriental chicken salad yeah that was mm, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that one yeah our applebee's had uh applebee's had a special for the longest time where you get a 22 ounce burger and fry for like eight bucks or something like that you can pass that deal up and just go there, get a burger, French fries, and now they're doing the all-you-can-eat boneless wings. And I hate to tell them that if I show up for that, yeah. they are not going to be happy. I'm shutting it down. Like I'm just going to be like, you're like, sir, are you done? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> sir, we can only do six at a time. No, you cannot. Let, you bring me 12. 12 to twenty. Don't mess you around. Get two of those moving. All uh, right. Hey, when you bring one out, put another one down. <laughs> Hey, just like when uh, Red Robin used to do the endless fries, like you can have bottomless fries. They only bring you out like a handful of fries. Like you just keep those baskets coming. Like, I don't know what you're doing here, but if you're going to give me like five French fries, let's do this. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, last one, Bob Evans. And Bob Evans is home here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Great for breakfast. Great. Everything else. What's your go to at Bob Evans? Well, I've been in Galapagos was the first ever Bob Evans. I've been to that. Bob Evans farm several times in my youth. Uh, Bob, I mean, I'm, I'm a breakfast any time of day guy. Like I'll, I'll have breakfast at night. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm sausage gravy and biscuits. There it you, is. You see me to, and I'm getting a side of bacon and you can deal with it. Probably uh, sweet tea uh, for my drink. But yeah, I'm, I'm sausage gravy and biscuits no matter the time of day. Yeah. Normally I do the, uh, the farmer's breakfast or the ultimate breakfast. You know, the two eggs, two links, two bacon and hash browns. Um, every now and then I will get the ham steak with the uh, eggs, which, you know, people, 
you get a country fried ham with eggs, you, you gotta try it. Yeah, I mean that's why we're called illegal ham to the face. Let's be honest, people. I'm not opposed. Um, but yeah, that and one that you can't sleep on, and it's at night. And I I used to cook at Bob Evans, and it's a sandwich. Is their pot roast sandwich? Um, people, yeah. And let me tell you, like at first, I kind of like turned my nose up to it. I'm like, I don't want that. And then it got sent back because somebody messed up the order. So of course, magically, somebody had to eat it. Um, oh no. And I took a bite of it, dude. I'll tell you what, it's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, my family's worked there. My sister was an assistant manager at Bob Evans. Um, I was a cook there. Um, I'll tell you what, some of the greatest food comes out of that place and you can't go wrong with their home fries. Their home fries are just fantastic. All right, let's get off of fat boy Tuesday. Let's answer the trivia question because I think I still have it in my head. So you asked me, since 99, the leading receiver in receptions and yards. Okay. Yes, sir. Since 99. I have three in my head. First one is Jarvis Landry. Next one, Josh Gordon. Is he a Michigan guy? No. Oh, shit. Now I don't know. The Michigan guy was number two. Michigan guy was number two. Mm-hmm. Chris said he likes that pot roast sandwich, too. Yeah, that pot roast sandwich is banging. Michigan guy is number two. Who am I missing? Is it a tight end? No. Not KJ. It's not dipshit. Who am I missing? Tell me, I, I'm losing it. I'm a, I, well, you I, said the you said the initials and said it wasn't him, and I don't know why you said it wasn't him. What, Kevin Johnson? Yes, sir. No. Yes, sir. Oh my Kevin God. Johnson has 315 receptions and is tied <laughs> for fourth all time with Brian Brennan. Shut up. He also up. has 3,300 or 3,836 yards, which is 11th all time, and it's 139 yards in front of Braylon Edwards. Holy shit. Miss Kevin Johnson. He was not the greatest, but he just played. Yeah, he played. He just second played. round pick. Syracuse, you know. Played Man. with Donovan McNabb in college. Um, <sighs> undersized guy, but him and Northcutt were kind of the same cloth as far what, as the, the now size. Was he the one? No, I I have to you gotta refresh my memory. Okay. So I, I remember the very first win was New Orleans. The Hail Mary on Hail Mary. Was that Halloween. him? Yes, sir. Okay. God damn it. I knew it was Yes, him. sir, KJ. Gerard Cherry was there too, just staring at him. I don't want to say that a lot. Oh, I'm sorry, Gerard. I know you watch this show. Um, he hates that play, by the way, if you don't know that already. Also, uh, fun fact I know Brian Brennan. Uh, he is a member at our country club and he is truly an amazing person. Uh, joke around with him all the time. I'm like, I bet you, you could have caught that pass. You and if you, what's really funny though. It's like when I first got introduced to him, right? They're like, yo, Jared, this is Brian Brennan. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? And I shook his hand and everything. And I'm like, hold on, you were an NFL wide receiver? He's like, yeah, what's so wrong with that? I'm like, did you shrink? Like, <laughs> like I, I could, he's just a normal guy. Like he's six foot. He it just, just Tough normal has guy. nails, buddy. But I'll tell you what, when, you see, nails. when he shook my hands, you can see the mitts on this guy. 
Holy cow. I bet, man. Unreal. Dude was automatic on third downs over the middle, snags, would take take it in traffic. You know, he was elite hands, elite hands. Unreal. One of the best in Cleveland. I love that man. All right, let's get into our top three as I play our sounder here. Just give me one second. All right, our top three tonight is Nangan Browns players jerseys. Now, normally I like to have fun with Bri about this because, you know, we always get like the homer in us where we get Ohio State Mm -hmm. players and Michigan players and everybody's like, but I wanted to bring you into this because you are a Browns fan, but you love all Mm -hmm. NFL. And I want to see where your kind of fandom lies. So I will, I'll go first with my top three. Okay. And my number three, first, I, I would love to have a Desmond Ritter Jersey. Um, only because I was a fan of him at Cincinnati. Um, I know, I know it's not looking so great down in Atlanta right now, but you know, it, it just, I was a fan of him at Cincinnati, everything he did there at Cincinnati to make Cincinnati, you know, pretty much a powerhouse for what, about four years that fickle was there. Um, so number three at Ritter Jersey, um, number two, I gotta go with Dicker to kicker. You give me that Dicker Kicker jersey. I just want I I just want that jersey just to have that jersey. And my number one, and Brian's going to hate this, and I don't give a shit. Anytime that you can get your last name on a jersey, yeah, you got to get it. Give me that Jesse Bates jersey. There we go. There so we go. there's my three. What about you, bud? All right, mine are all former players. None of them are currently in the league. Deacon Jones. Gotcha. Deacon Jones embodies everything I loved about football growing up. The no apologies mentality. You know, he couldn't have played in the league today. You, he couldn't have talked in the league today. The, no. But, man, that man was serious. And just to know how all the other Hall of Famers held him in reverence. He'd hold court every year at the at the annual dinner at the Hall of Fame. I don't know, man. It's To me, that's a special human. Uh, played at South Carolina State, by the way. I actually rep one of their hats South Carolina State was uh, Harry Carson, Deacon Jones, Marion Motley. They all went to that school for one year and then went to other schools. But, yeah, Deacon Jones, man, uh, from the fearsome foursome, I'd be rocking that. My number two might be controversial, but it isn't to me. Um, When the Browns were no longer a team from 1996 through 98, those three lonely years, I lived vicariously through Ohio State players. Um, That's who I rooted for. Didn't mean I really rooted for the team, but I rooted for the player. So players like Sean Springs or Joey Galloway, mm-hmm. or Corey Stringer, you know. Eddie George was my dude. Oh, yeah. You Eddie can. George was my dude. Right. If I could get that Oilers jersey, that 27 Oilers powder blue, I would be rocking that. That was – Yeah. And um, and if interesting fun fact, anybody who's a crossover listener to Off the Leash on PSF, I one time got to lift weights with Eddie George. I was at an Ohio State football camp. And uh, the, we were with the defensive lineman. We were in the weight room, and he was doing a demonstration of snatch and cleans. And my partner was a kid I went to school with named Arthur Adams, who ended up going to Ohio University to play defensive tackle. He was about Eddie's size in high school. And Eddie picked him out of all the kids in the room because that was my partner. I got to tag along and uh, witness incredible strength at close up. Jeez. So Eddie George will always get have a special place for me. I know he was an oiler. It is what it is, man. I appreciated his game. 
And number one, man, it's Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. I I grew up in awe of that dude. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a household, and I wasn't born into Brown fandom. I chose the team myself. But then my mom started dating a guy who essentially became my stepfather, huge Browns fan, huge Jim Brown fan. Jim was When he was in junior highs when Jim was, was killing it, he told me, he was like watching Barry run. He's like, this is the closest thing you will have to something like that. Or Walter is Barry. So I appreciated his whole career, even though he was never a Brown, obviously just to pay close attention to him and, and be in awe every Sunday. I'd be rocking that 20 from Detroit. I always remember the rumors because my stepdad got me onto the Browns. And I always remember the rumors when they were first coming back. You know, they were doing mm-hmm. the expansion draft and everything. And like, he just retired. Yeah. Barry Sanders is going to come out of retirement and play for the Browns. I'm like, no, he's not. Here he had a garbage team. Why would he come to this garbage team? No, he's going to come out of retirement and play for the Browns. Like, well, his dad, right. his his dad was a Browns fan. His dad's favorite player was Jim Brown. His dad would tell Barry, "You're not as good as Jim," which I think is kind of shitty to do to your son. That's but like, well, uh, the all time great Jim Brown, yeah, you're not going to get there, son. Yeah, he he let him know. But uh, yeah, that, that, I would have done it. All right. So Justin said Eddie George, Bo Jackson, and McNabb. That's a really good one too. I got I got a story real quick for McNabb. Okay. So the Browns were on a bye one time, and uh, I had I lived in Chillicothe, Ohio, which is closer to Cincinnati than it is Cleveland. And there was a girl that I knew who had season tickets to a, a, a Eagles-Bengals game. She said, do you want to come? So I went to a Champs. I bought a generic McNabb jersey just to root against the Bengals. That's the only reason I had it, and I wore it. And I, uh, I don't know if anyone here is familiar with the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Mm-hmm. There's a character on it named Carl. I used to be able to do a pretty spot on Carl. I used that accent the entire time I was in the building yelling, go Eagles. I had so much beer thrown on me. Sport That game ended in a tie. It was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. But I do I did own a McNabb jersey at one point in time just for that occasion. All right, Casey, we're going to get out of here, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so much for filling in for Big Bry. Um, love having you on the show. You know that. You're the best. Um, let everybody know where they can watch you at, bud. Well, you can find me on Twitter, giving my horrible takes at Casey underscore Kinnaman. Uh, that is like cinnamon with a K. Shout out to Nick Carnes. Um, you can find me on Network 216. I'll be jumping in pre-games, post-games, occasional shows. I'll be on the Dog Chug next Wednesday night at 10 o'clock. I'll be on Sports for CLE on Cleveland.com tomorrow at 430. Uh, I'll be on – catch us on PSF, man. Get the app. Pro Sports Fans. We do live streams every Friday night, 9 o'clock. It's me and Jacob Roach. We do live game watch-alongs. It's a hell, it's a ton of fun. And, uh, hell, man, I think that might be about it. Oh, yeah, Dog Pound Daily is the label that pays. You can find all my writing there. All right. Mikey said LaDane Thompson tried in – oh, man. Oh, those yeah. powder blues? Mm-hmm. Ooh, electric. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we are definitely a legal ham in the face. Like I said, come out October 22nd. Join me. Uh, Mike Carlisle here from Lyman Lounge. You got Always Positive J from the Voice of Land. Uh, Big Bry will be there. Beth and everybody from Friends of City Dogs. City Dogs will be there. There's going to be food. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be a pregame show. There is going to be a watch party afterwards. Just come out and have a great time. Watch the Browns with us. Beat up on the Colts. And just have a great time. And, you know, 20%, there's a flyer uh, on our page and on City Dogs page, you show that flyer there. It's a dime to donate. 20% of your bill will go to City Dogs Cleveland. 
no matter what happens. That's a great thing that Melt puts on for fundraisers. It's amazing. 20% automatically goes to City Dogs. And we're trying to raise as much money as we can for them. We will have, I believe, a 50-50 going. There will be the bucket at the table as we're going. If you want to donate at the table, um, we'll be calling in people. Casey will be calling in at some point in time. I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, Eva will be calling in at some point in time. I'm sure of it. We're going to have a great time. We're going to be there for two-hour pregame at 11 till kickoff. Once kickoff happens, we're shutting it down at halftime. We're doing a melt challenge. Well, we'll bring it back on. Somebody's going to do a melt challenge. All right. And then we will cut it back down again and just enjoy the day. So come out, join us October 22nd at Melt Bar and Grilled in Independence. It's going to be a great time. And Casey, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Um, you're amazing. All your stuff's amazing. Go find Casey on all of his platforms. Does amazing stuff, uh, especially that PSF app. Uh, I watched a little bit of him and Jacob, and I love it. You guys get into the nits and grits, as I like to say it, because they can't play it on 92.3 anymore. And that was one of my favorite things, the nitty gritty football. Um, but they do a great job on there. And like I said, Network 216, those boys are killing it right now. And you're going to be on the Dog Chug. Please go check out our friends at Dog Chug. Roger's amazing. Love those guys over there, and they love to have fun. By the way, Roger likes to sip a lot. You got to make him spit or something. All right. They do a, <laughs> they do a spit sip or chug and it's almost like you know like okay or crap and he just likes to sip all the time you gotta you gotta cure him of that all right i'll do my best all right we want to thank our troops first responders for everything you do we want to thank city dogs we want to thank harold keel and lake area apa uh we are definitely uncorked unloaded we're out thank you guys so much for watching say it <laughs>